I don't know what Music Monday is, so... Neither... No one else does either, because it hasn't been posted in two months. Hello and welcome everybody to the Geekscape Games Podcast. This is level 80 E3 2016 Special Edition. The Norman Reedus Fetus Greetus. That's right, we're back for another episode of the Geekscape Games podcast the number one video game podcast on the geekscape network uh it's 24 hours since e3 is over we have a lot of games we've played a lot of news to sort through so we're gonna go quick this may be a two-parter you know level level 80 special two-parter edition so we're gonna get right into it um it is hot all over the world right now alaska was about 80 degrees today uh josh said it was about josh said it was you know much hotter in la and um, uh, Mr. Carlos here. Uh, so if there's fans, background noise, um, just bear with us. Yeah, it's, it's, you might you might hear the cucaracha busting from a fruit little truck. So it's okay. Ice cream truck. Yep. So um, I wasn't lucky enough to go to E3, but um, you two yeah, guys. I mean, I mean, oh, sorry. Hey, fuck you, fuck you. Uh, you you two guys did. Um, just give a quick brief. Um, was it a positive show? Was it a negative show? Overall, when you left the last day, um, was it was it a good experience or a bad experience? Uh, it was a Josh, good do you experience. Want to go first? Yeah, like it was a good experience in the sense that there was just so much to see this year, and there were. I wouldn't say there was a whole lot of surprises on the floor, but everything that was there was surprisingly solid. Like there were some games that I went in with zero interest. Uh, like Mafia Three, and then walked out like really looking forward to it. You know, um, you know, um, one of our um, one of our may his soul rest in peace. One of our old hosts, uh, Lee, absolutely is hyped about Mafia Three. He's so hyped on yeah, that uh, that and, game. And we'll talk about it down you know the list because we have a lot to cover. When, so when we're talking about our actual impressions, I'll get into it more. But that was my biggest t- positive takeaway. There was more than just Mafia that left a big impression on me that I went in having zero interest in when i started but the peculiar thing about this year was and i don't know if carlos your experience was similar Mm -hmm. but the because so many big companies were missing like whereas like activision wasn't there or they were in private but they weren't officially there um ea was outside um you know disney left the gaming industry yada 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 so there was a lot of big gaps and because of that i feel like everything took so much longer to play like, the lines this year were so much worse. Booths were so much more crowded than they used to be. And the only mm. reason I could think of is because since there were fewer things and fewer companies there, um, but probably more attendees than ever before, I don't know what the final count was, but you know there were fewer places for everyone to go, so the popular spots were that much more busy. And mm. in the spots that would normally... Like, Atlas, every year I'm usually in and out and can play everything they have within, like, an hour tops. And this year... Their booth was like jet, like everyone was pressed up against each other, and it took it took like twenty thirty minutes to play that shitty Sonic Sonic Boom sequel. Sonic Boom, Sonic Boom. So it's yeah, like, it's it was re- it, that was like the biggest negative, I would say. Yeah. Hmm. How, about uh, you, how, about, how about you, Carlos? Uh, I think the show was uh, pretty interesting. It wasn't the best for sure, but uh, definitely I agree with Josh. There was uh, uh, the West Hall was the most busiest hall. It's because all the three major companies were there. And it's so funny because everybody lined up to play King of Fighters, but I was able to like score like a empty King of Fighters station at the Sony booth. So 
I, I, that's what I just I like to avoid, which is trying to uh, any third party games. I just go ahead and try to play them at you know like Sony or at Xbox or Microsoft's area, just because I avoid like complete mayhem. And every time they get free bags, it's like a war zone. But it was it was very interesting not seeing EA, not seeing Activision, not seeing any like Skylander stuff like bombarded all over. It was very very rare, and the swag this year was. I mean, I'm not a swag guy. I mean, if it's given, then cool, you know. But I honestly think that I think a good example is 2K, and I don't get I don't get how what their marketing is, but uh, they did a great job of Mafia Three. But they have 2K16 coming around the corner. And they weren't demoing it. They weren't doing any of that. But they had a a basketball. I don't know if you saw it, Josh. They had like a basketball kind of, I guess, game of some sort. Yeah, I walked like up co- to it. Wait, two K, two K. Yeah, okay. So two K had like <laughs> this is what I don't, they, I don't fucking well, get. Well, two K's had a basketball franchise for a minute now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but they, they had they didn't pro- have the game though. But they had they didn't a basketball have the game, court. But they had a basketball court. So if I mean if you made three if you make three shots if you make two shots and one and you miss one, uh you you won like this Kobe Bryant like coin of some sort, but if you if you didn't make anything uh you didn't win shit and people were waiting there for like two hours to shoot a basketball a fucking basketball guys like this is fucking insane this is not the greatest marketing anything this is so that fucking reminds dumb. me that reminds me of PAX a few years ago I went there I was with some buddies. And um, they were waiting in line to um, pick a lock. Um, oh, if, if you like picked a lock, you got whatever was in inside the case. Um, somebody picked the day, picked it the day before. Yeah, and there was it was like a like a, a terabyte SSD hard drive. So it's some pretty good prizes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but if if you if you didn't, you walked away with a, a lanyard. So I waited in line with him, and the guy like handed me the lock picks. I'm like, I just want the lanyard. Like I'm never gonna do this. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the crazy part that this year, uh, Microsoft actually did this um, fans fan day or some sort, where if you were participating in going into one of the Microsoft stores here in Santa Monica, and uh, people got picked random to go to their Microsoft keynote, but at the same time they were given a pass for E3, and I think oh. that's where all that weird foot traffic came out of nowhere. It was just these people who won these Microsoft E3 pa- badges, and they just pretty much went ahead and. You know, pretty much, pretty much, just win and be like, "Oh, I'm just gonna go in there for the swag," and which caused more of a pack. Um, but yeah, this E3 was very interesting. It, w- it wasn't the best, that's for sure. It wasn't like two years ago, and it, it it just seemed like it's slowly dwindling to like all the companies noticing, "Hey, we don't need to be here anymore. We could do shit like EA and rent out an area and completely take it over instead of having to fucking bend over for the convention center." Which then is a again, scary. Though, then again, I, yeah, I mean, then again, though, I completely ignored EA because I was so busy in on the inside. So I don't know how much that would have affected the press side of it. Yeah, you know, it's cool because I actually ended up going to the EA Play area at, at LA Live, and it was really fun. I, 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 I was not expecting to be like amazed, but it was really cool. I got to play um, Titanfall two, and it was great. It, it, it was that, and they were giving out a lot of free cool stuff. So I think. That's what I think other companies are going to look at and benefit from that. Especially Sony. They had that humongous booth outside, um, you know, with their yeah. store. And then they had the MLB, the show. That was great. They had a whole baseball thing going on. That was cool. And they had a, they had a cool little mini bar, too, in there for the show. So, mm, uh, I kind of liquor. 
Yeah, like I kind of feel like Nintendo started that trend a little bit. How like a few years yeah. ago, everyone thought they were crazy for essentially abandoning the E3 press conference in favor of, course. of the of course. Nintendo Direct, and then started having the Best Buy promotions where they would have their E3 lineups at select Best Buys. And now yeah. a few years later, like EA is essentially doing the same thing. And yeah, it, and 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 it's crazy because you know I went to a couple of E3 parties and it was great. You know, talking to some of the devs for some of the games and. I mean, even they kind of agree that it's a lot of money they waste to rent a space like that, like E3. And to them, it benefits them having a humongous section for themselves. You know, it's a better way to market themselves. You're just targeting just that game. People don't, people eyes don't like swindle over another game that's across, you know. So, and the good thing is that downtown right now at the moment, it's, it's building its momentum of a lot of, uh, pretty much a lot of hotels are being built right now. And there's one that in particular has two floors, two convention floors. It's the Ooh. Korean Air Building that's here in downtown right now at the moment. Ooh, yeah, I heard about that. That one, the convention space for it is the size of a football field. So if any of those companies were smart, they're going to rent a, um, a half of that. And yeah. they're going to be good. Like, they don't even need the convention center. And uh, Now, Canadian, Canadian football field or American football field? Uh, American football field. Okay. Yeah, so Derek gonna, was here. Uh, if our special guest was here, he could tell us all about the CFL. Yeah, so <laughs> special guest said he was going to be here, and then ended up getting stuck at work again. Yeah, yeah. like what's his job shit? And so, uh, you know, it, it, it's crazy to see that that's what they're looking forward to now. And these these hotels and all that stuff is going to be done next next year, I think. So we're we're going to see a big change for E3 next year, and it's going to be similar to E3 2010, where it was in Santa Monica, and you had to go from one convention to another and it was just walks everywhere Mm -hmm. but i feel that's what they're gonna do dope dope so let's get into it um we're gonna start off with games you two got to check out on the floor awesome first up on the list tekken tekken 7 uh do you want me to go first josh i don't well eh, i don't have much to say except for i hate demoing fighting games at these events because you're usually paired with someone who just wants to win and i'm just trying to check out the new mechanics so who's who's the main waifu in this one well, the final boss is Kazumi Mishima, who is Heihachi's ex-wife and Kazuya's mother. So, like the big, say, huh? I, I was just gonna say the ultimate wife was Hitachi, but okay. I thought okay. you were gonna say Akuma. No, that no, no, he's not anymore. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, like the big catch of this game is, and I don't know if Shane, if you followed Tekken over the years, but the story isn't, isn't this the one with like the, the they had the terrorist and they had the girl who was like a cam girl or a like a like a. No, no, cat ears and stuff. I, I, <laughs> That's over. I know what you're. Ta- I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about, but I feel like you it, you like plugged in a bunch of like uh, fan fiction in there somewhere. But well, no, the, was they had a guy, an Arabic guy, and everybody got pissed off about it. And then they had the girl who like was stereotypical like um, cosplayer Japanese, like she had cat ears and stuff. Yeah, that's that not what you game? said though. What did I say? <laughs> you said terrorist and cam girl. Oh. That's such a weird combo, Josh. <laughs> Build the wall. Oh, Build the wall. God. I I got I gotta stop with my ironic Donald Trump um, statements on the show because people are gonna think I actually support the guy. <laughs> they I already, already believe, do. I, I just looking at your Facebook posts, I'm already like, God damn it. Yeah. No, but um, but yeah, this like if you follow the Tekken story, it's essentially off and on. It's been about how Heihachi and Kazuya have been trying to kill each other over and over again. For like and the past like thirty fucking years or some shit already. 
Yeah, but then it's like they're gun. Yeah, they're hyping this up as being like the final showdown that one of them is going to be dead for good until they decide to sell them as DLC. So or the resurrection, you know, whatever, whatever comes first. Yeah, they've resurrected each of them like a thousand times, and there's only been seven yeah. games. So it's uh, but no, I'm looking forward to the tone that it's taking. They're actually integrating Akuma into the actual story, so it's not just yeah. like a guest character that's just yeah, thrown yeah, yeah. in there. He's supposedly like friends with. Heihachi's ex-wife and she sent him to kill Heihachi and Kazuya for some reason because that makes sense in video games pretty much yeah. but I mean story aside the gameplay was all really good I mean it's essentially still Tekken at its core yeah. so it's not terribly different but um, they do they did expand on some of the new features from Tekken 6 where they ha- where you have like every character has these special moves when they're almost dead that helps them turn the tide of battle and yeah, did, did you, did you like, kind of like how, how many like matches did you try by any chance? Uh, two, two, two. Okay, so that's about. I did about like four matches just to try Hitachi and Akuma just to see the difference. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how Akuma plays like Street Fighter EX Akuma almost just a tad bit, just a tad bit. It's like the gameplay from Street Fighter EX. I don't know if you're familiar with it, uh, Josh. Oh, yeah. Just that that's the 3D Tekken Street Fighter. Skullmania. Uh, yeah, you know, and it's I was I was actually like impressed. I was like, wow, this is pretty cool and but I'm such a two D fighter guy that it, it confused me a lot just to try Akuma because you know, it's like his setups and it's like hurricane kick, it was like weird, like I was off because it's in three D, you know, these guys can step to the side and like fuck me up. I'm not used to that, so I was like, Oh shit, right. I forget. Like But it was really not... cool to see it was mm. really cool to see how much effort or like attention to detail they oh, put yeah. into him specifically. Because he has like a, he has EX versions of his attacks. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. the only one with a super meter they, they, like they, rip straight from Street Fighter. Yeah, they even brought the Japanese voice actor back to to replace his role as Akuma, so it was pretty cool and then uh all of his moves are still there from Street Fighter Four, so it was really cool to see that as well. Mm-hmm, uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, the the I was playing it I played it once in an arcade stick and then i played it again but with the control pad and i felt a little bit more comfortable in the control pad than the arcade stick but it was cool uh i'm actually kind of excited for it just a tad bit but i saw the roster and that's what worried me a little bit it was it wasn't that big of a roster this time around i think i only saw like 19 or was it 20 players i think 20 characters that are available yeah it feels jarring compared to tekken tag tournament too yeah but yeah. at the same time, Tekken like the Tekken Tag series is like a kind of like a greatest hits version of the yeah, game that brings yeah, yeah. back ev- like every character from the franchise, whereas the That's core true. games usually cycle in and out old characters Definitely. and that kind yeah. of stuff. But no, I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. I've played all the Tekken games. I haven't always been the biggest fan. I feel like mm-hmm. Tekken's four, five, and five hit kind of a slump. But yeah, uh, six was fu- six was fun, and this one. It's been a really long time since they've had a core Tekken game, so it looks like they're putting the time to good use with Seven from everything that I've seen and played so far. And it looks—it's yep. hard to describe how good it looks, but it looks really, really great in action. It does, yeah, it does look really good. Uh, my my only concern, though, it's probably the how fast would the support for this game die out? Knowing Namco Bandai, they do this thing where right. they like hype up the game and then. Yeah, like we'll a see month that. in, like a month in, they usually just drop it. If it's not doing good, they just drop it completely, which is annoying because, you know, it's a fighting game. It lives off the community. And uh, I think right now, um, Mark Julio, who's AKX uh, Markman, if you guys don't know who Markman is, he's like this legend. He used to be a really pro Tekken player, started working at Mad Cats, got let go. And now he's, I think, community 
planner or, or event community event planner for Tekken, the Tekken team right now at the moment. So I'm hoping, and I'm really hoping he he pushes for that support more. So uh, it was great talking to him a little bit and what they got planned for Evo, and kind of just more they're gonna start revealing a little bit more of the game. And I think right now, I think isn't Tekken Tag Team two available for free? If I'm not if I'm not correct, yeah, for it's Xbox Live for Gold members, yeah, you yeah, can download it for free, but for this week only. So if you so don't. That's pretty cool. uh, yeah, if you yeah, you're if pick you don't it up. do it by Sunday, you have to pay for it again. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to this and you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna pick it up now," if it's Monday, you're fucked. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, with my turnaround, it's probably gonna be Monday. Yeah, <laughs> this might be a two-parter, so who knows? Um, mm-hmm. so final thoughts on Tekken Seven? Uh, Looks good. And looking forward to it. Yeah, same here. I'm Dope. actually kind of anxious to see which one of them gets supposedly killed off. So they mm-hmm. hooked me with a fighting game story. Surprising. Hey, maybe mm. the twist is Akuma and Hitachi's wife. Just say it. Just say it. So, yeah. Uh, next on the list, uh, Zelda. Probably the my talked about. game of E3. Uh, Zelda. You guys got to play it? Yep. I got to mm-hmm. play it. Um, I, oh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a lot of hate. I'm going to get so much hate for this. Uh, <laughs> I, I, got the kick, I got the kick button ready to go. Um, is it too I late like- to get Derek back on? <laughs> uh, can we resurrect Lee? <laughs> <laughs> I I I kind of like it, and I hate the fact that it's being run on the Wii U, and it looks fucking ugly sometimes. I'm just gonna say it. Some parts in the game, it look really rough. Like I'm so. Talk- what I'm what talk- you're saying is gameplay game- wise. Gameplay wise, I think it's it lo- it's really smart what they're doing. Game. What you're wise. saying, a game that's not finished is on underpowered hardware uh, that is being designed for the next console, the NX, mm-hmm. doesn't look good. Why am I getting so defensive over this? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just say when you drop a tree uh, and the leaves fall off like a fucking Sonic Adventure game, it's a little rough for me to say this is the game, the most anticipating game. I like what they're going for. It. It's cool. I'm like, yeah, you guys played Ark and you guys played Minecraft and you guys thought to fuck both each other and say, this is the new Zelda, which is cool. Hey, I think that's a smart idea. It's a great way that they're turning this around. I just think the game does not look like what they presented to us a year ago. I don't know if you guys remember the trailer that they were like, wait, 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 are you asking us if we, if we remember like the the, the most hyped trailer from last year? Come on. Come on. Here's the thing. Now, here's the thing though, like that trailer didn't really show much though. Oh, well, they did show an area. They showed an area, and they're like, oh, this is what it's running right now. They fucking said it, too. And I'm like, oh, that looks beautiful. They pulled and a newbie soft. Pretty much. And I'm looking at it now, and I'm like, it kind of, okay. I'm looking at comparisons. Hey, I'm a Zelda guy. And, and I like what they're going for. I like the, the idea of what they're doing. But I just, uh, you know, I'm being picky about the graphics because I'm like, hey, Nintendo, you got to, like, when you talk about that you have a system in the works, you kind of want to reveal just a, just a little bit of what the power it can do, but they didn't, and it's just like fuck. You guys don't fucking learn. Like, I, yeah, it's like you're. I'm not gonna buy it for the Wii U. I'm gonna like skip out on it and wait for the NX one. Cause why am I gonna bother buying it twice? I don't need this shit. Like, I don't need to buy it once again for the Wii U and then be like, oh, I gotta buy it for the NX now. And then the biggest bullshit out of it is that they're like, oh yeah, if you bought. Twilight Princess, and you finish uh, the fucking hidden temple thing, put your amiibo on it, 
And then you got to wait until, like, I guess you can skip out on the Wii U and wait for the NX version. Or you can unlock uh, Wolf Link. Uh, and it's cool. And I'm like, all right, but that's such a big process. Like, what if nobody bought Twilight Princess with the fucking... Maybe they didn't get far. Maybe they're just... People don't like Twilight Princess. I don't like Twilight Princess. I don't think it's that good. But fuck it. Whatever. That's them. Quite sure everyone's going to buy it. I, everybody can hate me. I don't care. I'm just saying... I'm gonna. I like it. I like the mechanics, but I'm gonna skip on it and I'll wait till the NX re- release. Yeah, that's me. That's just me. All right. That's I'm me. I'm probably gonna. I'm probably just gonna get the NX version anyway because if you're gonna end up with the console one way or another, it doesn't make sense to buy the weaker version. But I actually I didn't hear that though. That's interesting to me that you need to beat the special dungeon on Twilight Princess for the Wolf and Link to work. That's yep. stupid. Yeah, so the way it works is that you have to finish, uh, and, and there's a video that literally tells you how it's done. You have to finish that secret temple in Twilight Princess HD. Then you put your Fox Amiibo, the, the little special Amiibo that came with it, or if you bought it separate. Once you do that, it carries over the heart containers that you finished that temple with. Because that temple you can keep doing over and over and over. But you take that fucking Wolf Amiibo, you wait until, I guess... uh this breath of whatever game legend zelda comes out then you bring that amiibo wolf but that's the only way you can access it unless huh. you beat that cave but the thing is is that i don't know what's going on in nintendo's mind that they thought a lot of people bought twilight princess because a lot of people bought it i didn't realize it came out it. yeah exactly well, See? you didn't realize it came out what are you talking about <laughs> i di- i didn't realize that the twilight princess hd came out yeah yeah they were hyping the, it up that- like crazy that's the that's I'm gonna have to go buy it, <laughs> dude. What happened? I'm we just... used to be the Amiibo podcast. Well, see, what, yeah. see, what, see what happens when Derek's not around. Yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> and Juan's not around, so we don't talk about Destiny. Derek's not around, so we don't talk about Telltale Games and, and Amiibo. Uh, and Amiibo, you and I are around. We just talk about hentai all day. <laughs> so, but, uh, Josh, let us let us know what you uh, dig about Zelda. Okay, so yeah, so I'll respond, and I'm kind of not a hundred percent but i'm kind of the opposite of almost everything that carlos said mostly and i've talked about this on like over and over again so anyone who's been listening for a long time knows that i don't usually give two shits about graphics unless it's like really really bad so i didn't notice a thing that carlos was mentioning as far as how the leaves fall off the trees or anything like that what i did notice was that it feels like wind waker all over again where they know that the hardware is is shit. Un- is, is, <laughs> yeah, is not as good. I wouldn't say shit, but not as good as, you know, whatever this, all this Project Scorpio 4K bullshit. So they go for a particular art style that isn't going to, you know, like drain the console's capabilities. And it runs, it runs really well. Now, the biggest issue that I did run into while playing it was a technical issue in the sense that when your camera was panned out really far and there was a lot going on the screen. There was like consistent uh, frame rate dips, which mm. like Shane was saying earlier, I, I hope that has more to do with that. It's unfinished and it's still a good like eight or nine months away. And even if it does end up that way, just like it's somewhat forgivable in the sense that the scale of the game is so big. I mean, I've played everything from, you know, Skyrim to Fallout and Grand Theft Auto and all these games with huge worlds. And I don't think not even that, I don't think. I know that I haven't played a game aside from this Zelda demo where the first five minutes of it, <clears throat> you step out of that cave and you look over the cliff and you could see so far into the distance and there's so much map. And that everything that's in the demo and all the E3 content, that's like 
that's like a fifth that's like five percent of the total map pretty much like uh, when you played it carlos i don't know if the person who was demoing it um pointed it out to you but there's all of that like empty blue space and he said every single like ounce like every single bit of that blue space is going to be part of the map and when you consider how big the demo space was yeah and that was just a really small piece of it my my biggest scare of course is that they're saying that oh this is like the one percent of the map and i remember asking the guys so how is the how is the hardware processing the fact that if this is one piece how is it processing as you move to a different area which he couldn't fucking answer and i asked him okay let me break it down easier how is the system gonna go and make sure that the frame rate doesn't drop as i'm playing because this is something that you know it's like any fucking game it's fucking fallout has it too any fucking fallout any skyrim in the early beginnings of the game there's always that drop rate that's fucking excruciating especially when you're Uh, battling somebody you know right um uh, possible uh, ideas. Uh, Xenoblade, didn't they have like a, like I, a booster pack you could download? Wait, I was just going to mention Xenoblade too, so I'm glad you brought it up. Like Xenoblade mm-hmm. did have a booster pack to reduce load <coughs> times, mm-hmm. but um, actually, a news story just came out today that like a hundred employees from Monolith Soft or, or something like that is helping the core Nintendo team work on this game. Who did Xenoblade? And both Xenoblade Chronicles X and even. If we want to talk about underpowered systems, the Wii, the original Wii, like the closest game in scope and scale that comes to Zelda that I can think of is both Xenoblade games. And even the Wii version didn't have any major load times or any major slowdown issues. I mean, you got to give Nintendo credit that their first party, um, they're really, um, what's the word, like economical, like they're really efficient at at doing like programming everything they know how to get the most out of their hardware absolutely and the thing it's funny because probably two of the games that left the biggest impressions on me all e3 were zelda and god of war and as different as those games are it was for the same reason though and that's like both of them are like these long-running established franchises and they could very easily rest on their laurels and just do the same things and God of War looks, I mean, it wasn't playable that I saw, but God of War looks completely different. If you told me that was a different game, I would have believed you. And mm-hmm. Zelda's the same way where it's hard to me, for me, like, you know, people give shit about Nintendo for not changing enough of their existing IPs and that kind of stuff. But for me, it's like there's a very difficult balance that developers have to meet where they have to make sequels stand out from and improve upon them based off of the previous ones. But at the same time, it has to have a level of familiarity so it doesn't see so it doesn't seem like a completely different game at the same time which is and we'll talk about it later but that's one of the problems mm-hmm. i had with the resident evil 7 demo that it's great but there's nothing about this that feels like resident evil and of course, of course. Which, and with this zelda <clears throat> i feel like they are based off of the little bit i've played they're very 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 close to meeting that perfect balance of it being completely different in the sense that you know the way you recover health is different Yep. We have yet yep. to see a shred. We have yet to see a shred of the green tunic because you change outfits and um, throughout the game and like weather. That's really cool. That's like really weather cool. affects what you're wearing and that kind of thing. You know, you find weapons in the field. You find items in the field. But at the same time, the the music is like a lot of the music's the same, but it's like arranged differently. The mm-hmm. mechanics, like it's orchestrated, isn't it? The music. Yeah, but it's still like the same music. Um, like the way that you play it, the way that Link cuts down trees feels, it doesn't feel like something you have to learn. Like if you've played a Zelda game before in your life, 
it works exactly like you would expect it to work in a Zelda game. And it has it has that right amount of familiarity where it feels like it's still a Zelda game while still having its own identity that's completely different. And that's pretty okay. much why I walked away from it feeling so strongly about it. Um, you know, I'm really sorry to rush rush the show, but we got a lot of stuff, and it's probably going to be a two two parter. Um, any final thoughts before we get to the next one? I you know I, I hate no. going down bullet points, but no, that's all. Well, Zelda was probably the biggest one, so that deserved the most time. And gotcha. so, but yeah, that's pretty much all I had to say. It, it yep. I mean, we'll talk about game of show later, but that probably was it for me. I um I, I the only thing I got to say is um I dig that the the Wind Waker aesthetic that the the Moblins look like the Moblins from Wind Waker and um the little uh, the little tree people came back the little 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 tree people with the leaf masks yeah from, I uh, Wind jumped Waker. on one in the water and I was like what the fuck it scared the crap out of me because I wasn't expecting uh, it uh, uh next up Final Fantasy fifteen what do you guys got for me. This demo was probably the worst demo that I've played for the game so far, which is kind of disappointing. Really? Why? Um, the boss battle that they showed off, the Titan, the, um, Titan one, where you, the one from the Xbox conference where you're just fighting that giant monster, um, unless there's a different way to approach it, from what I can tell, the way to win the fight was essentially to just keep teleporting to a higher spot and then teleporting to his arm for like one slash and then keep doing that until his arm got damaged enough to drop, and then you just mash at it until they give you the QTE signal to finish the fight. So I had more fun with the regular-sized enemies that you fought right before it, because that way you were able to kind of experience all of the mechanics and the action RPG elements better than this fight that looked impressive, like, visually, but when you're actually playing it and acting out the fight, it, it felt just so boring it did yeah uh, i would agree on, on josh on that one it just felt like uh like they got too inspired from attack on titan and they were like oh we should do that part yeah that part's really cool like get him all the way to the top and then he could just finish them off from there but yeah it wasn't like i, I wasn't impressed i would have been more impressive if they were giving us the chocobos and we could run around and just kind of explore the area man this things are quiet as fuck yeah because that to me i just felt like that would have been way cooler you know just 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 drive or just try all the vehicles and kind of see where you can go and i get that it's a demo too but it would have been cool to kind of see more of the uh the summons would have been better too if i would have seen some more of that you know it just kind of convinced me that this is going to be really colorful and really like you know it, it, it just doesn't stop the action the titan one was not the best but i know i know deep i know deep inside just by just going to the final fantasy stuff and kind of seen previews i'm i'm really hype about that game and i i know this is probably like one of, there's gonna have a there's always gonna be a part of any final fantasy where it's gonna be fucking annoying like a boss is gonna be really annoying or it's gonna have a part that's really annoying and boring so um you know i'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it but yeah i would agree on josh you have more fun just fighting like smaller uh enemies yeah and I do, was it I, and am oh, I overreacting, or does it look really, really stupid to see uh, Noctis like block the Titan's giant like fist with his sword? Oh yeah, um, like every you had to magic. Keep, you had to suspend keep doing, disbelief. You had to keep doing that over and over again in the fight too. And every time, like he has this tiny sword that looks like a toothpick in comparison, and he's like, I know he would have flashing with his it. fist and then parrying it away. And it, I'm like, it, dude, you know, something better explain in a story why he's able to do that or something there has to be yeah. something in the story to explain that i hope i'm i'm, I'm yeah. 
Uh, oops, sorry. Um, I'm my excitement for this game is dwindling. Um, I, I was really into it. I played the demo. Eh, didn't really get like the hang of it, but I thought like, okay, maybe it's just a short demo. And um, but the more and more I see of it, um, uh, it's just uh, 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 it's just it's. I'm losing interest in it. I'm losing interest in it. So. Mm. Um, like anyway. I never thought I would say this, but I feel like that boss fight would have been better as just a giant QTE as opposed to an actual fight where you just yep. hit his arm over and over again until nothing, like in the most boring fashion possible. Yeah, but I, I would I'm, I would agree. It would have been better if it's like a running away scene that turns into a CG scene, and then you're like, oh, I get to watch him kill hmm. him or something, you know? I do. Yeah. Um, I do like the Afrojack song that's in there, the Chocobo <laughs> remix. Yeah, that was fucking fire. Yeah. All the, all the fire emoji. Um, uh, Gravity Rush. Oh, man. Uh, you go, Josh. You're the biggest one. Here. Um, not much to say because I actually read namaste? the... Namaste? Namaste. Because I read what you were telling me about last week, Carlos, mm-hmm. and they were talking about basically there's going to be three different ways to, um, shift gravity in this one. Yeah. However, this demo had none of those. It just had basically everything you could already do in the first one, which yeah, is why, yeah. like, I can't, there's nothing much to say about this one. Um, it's, it's still good. You know, the mechanics are still good. They don't feel as fresh, obviously, because it's the demo itself was the exact same stuff as the first game. Um, it had one short mission where, which was essentially a glorified tutorial that just showed you how to attack. Um, I I, I skipped all that. (laughs) I was like, I already know this game. It's, it's cool. I was like, I'll just skip on it. But like one thing that I did notice that the town's a lot bigger and the game seems to be able to handle a lot more at one time. Yeah, um, I, I mean, did you notice the amount of AI characters walking everywhere? It's a, it's insane. It was like a hundred yeah, people in one area. It feels more like a living, breathing uh, yeah, town as opposed to the other one, which was the other one is populated, but it was they were it was kind of separated. Like, sporadic. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was totally sporadic. I, but I, I think graphically wise, it looks really, really beautiful. I think it looks way better than, than you know. I mean, of course, Gravity Rush was on the Vita, then it got ported to the PS4. Yeah, I think right. it looks. I, I think it looks great. Uh, I mean, the characters themselves still look the same, just a, just less shadier, I guess you can say. But it, right. it looks great, and, and just doing like the dive kicks uh, look great. Like the gravity kick that looked really. It, it felt. It felt actually uh, really good to like try the moves, and it didn't. Oh my god! Like, and the oh, lock on is so much better this time. It's way more better. Like, way way more better. Like- in the other game, if you do her first special move where she just, like, dr- like turns into a drill pretty much and is supposed mm-hmm. to automatically target a- all the enemies in her vicinity, in yeah. the first game, she would hit maybe one or two and then just fly off into the distance uncontrollably. Yeah. Whereas and, this and, one, she was wiping out, like, everything on screen until the attack ended. Yeah, and, and before, I didn't like um, her energy, her gravity orb that could pick up items because you couldn't really... I just felt like it was really clunky. It was like I get what they were trying to accomplish with that with that mechanic, but they, they didn't get it the first time, and I think they got it the second time for sure. It Which felt is really funny good. because like, that's my only. Oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, it felt really good just being able to pick up a lot of items and just like like press circle so fast to shoot everything, and it gave you it gave you like a little. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but when you picked up depending on how many items. It gave you orbs on how many items you actually had that was oh, around yeah. you. That was really cool, and I was I was actually really impressed with that. And, I noticed uh, that too because in the first yeah. one there were certain items. There it was like one item that was three crates, and so it mm-hmm. was confusing how many you actually yeah. had. Whereas this yeah, time yeah. it gives you like it, a little ammo slot. 
Mm-hmm. Is this do you, is this going to be a full price game? Was the the PS4 remake was that a full price game? No, it was thirty bucks. Yeah, um, I'm guessing. I'm guessing this one will be because it's a brand new from the ground yeah. up game. Yeah, this, is, this is this is the first ever like, hey, you you got like a cult following, and Sony's like, here's more money, make it for the PS4 now because the beat is fucking dead. <laughs> That's pretty yeah, much what they said. Which is surprising because yeah. um, Sony kind of has a history of dropping cult hits if yeah, they're not I big know, sellers. This so I'm surprised. It, which very, is great. Very happy yeah, me that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's hope Tomba stays dead. Shut up. Nah. But uh, but it's ironic you mentioned that though because my biggest complaint about the demo, my only real complaint was the um, picking up the items thing because and I don't think I think it was more just bad luck with the AI than a problem with the game. But mm-hmm. w- the only enemy that was left on the map to like finish the demo with I that's like they force you to do it with that item because they were teaching you how to use it. Yeah, and he flew yeah. he flew behind a tree. And every time I threw it, the barrel would get destroyed by the tree, and it literally took me like six minutes to kill one thing because oh, he just shitty. wouldn't move out of the obstacle. But yeah. I think, like I said, I think that's more of like an AI glitch yeah. than a. I, I, I don't even think. I think this demo. I, I mean, I try to get. I mean, you know, doing demos, we all try to kind of break the game. I try to break the game, and I went ahead and tried to fly out as far as possible, especially with the boss was there. And uh, it didn't let me go too far. Like, I, I was trying to see what else was around the town and under the island, and it just didn't let me. So I think this game is still in the works. Like, it's still super early in the works. So yeah. we're not going to see this game completed maybe by the end of next year, I think. Like, to yeah. really polish it up. Uh, I think the kicks, too, need to be polished a little bit. And um, they really, really need to uh, calm down. I don't know why they like it, but... Uh, Josh, do you use the PS? I mean, well, I mean, do you, do you have gravity rush on the PS4? I do. Okay. Do you like the motion sensor with the controller like, to move everywhere? I do. I've always been fan of motion I, controls I don't. for the most part, though. It, it like freaks me the fuck out. I don't know what it is about <laughs> it, but I just hate it. It's just fucking annoying. So I just I turn off the the motion controller sensitivity off. Like I hate it. I hate it. I just like old school. Like I'll use the right thumbstick to kind of move around i kind of know how to play the game like that so but i don't know yeah it's just a fair warning for anybody who's willing to pick that game up and is confused why the camera keeps going every fucking where it's because your remote control sensitivity the whole motion thing is on like on the highest mm. so right yeah. all right uh <laughs> i'll wait for um, you shit uh yakuza zero uh, Yakuza, Yakuza Zero. Zero. Is this an X? Is this an Xbox One exclusive? No, it's, no, it's a PS4 it's for, exclusive. Uh, it's a PS4 exclusive. Yeah, downloadable. I hope you guys made that. Got that joke? Oh, but then, I guess it comes uh, bundled with Battlefield One. <laughs> the fuck no, are you talking about? Because it's like the eighth game in the series, but it's called Yakuza Zero. It's the Xbox prequel. One is actually the third Xbox. Battlefield it, One is because it's a prequel. Prequel to the sequel. Prequel the sequel. Well, this game. Is That's looking- a prog metal song by Between the Buried and Me. Look it up. That's your. You know what? I have that on vinyl. That's your vinyl Sunday from Shane O'Hare. Um, <laughs> Spin off of Music Monday, which never <laughs> that's never been posted. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I actually like had a Music Monday, and I was like, I'm not gonna write a Music Monday. It's fucking E3 week. No one's gonna read it, but no one reads it anyway. So <laughs> I read it. Oh, babe. <laughs> I don't know what Music Monday is, so. Well, you, neither no one else does either because it hasn't been posted in two months. <laughs> uh, Yakuza anyway, Zero, Yakuza. though. Yakuza <laughs> Zero. Uh, Yakuza Zero is. Would you call it a sequel, prequel? I guess you could call it that. Uh, 
It is exclusive for the PS4. I don't know if they said it was. It's downloadable. I think only right. Oh, they, John- oh no, they told they told me that it was going to be physical. Oh, the first God. physical okay, cool. Yakuza game in a very long time in the U.S. It, Maybe there's wasn't. Yeah, Yakuza think, three, the last physical. Um, uh, I think the the last one was the zombie one. I yeah. Think. Just just a heads up for uh, video game collectors: Yakuza games go up in price. Just just a heads up. So yeah. some some of the like the old PS2 ones go, went up in price. So just just saying for anybody. But yeah, I'm super psyched. It's uh, Yakuza. You're, you're gonna you're gonna like purposely like. Uh, be part of like the artificial like inflation of the market. Oh, like, that's cool. Don't worry about it. The, the reason it's so expensive is because the same person buys every copy. Yeah, yeah. and then so, Sega uh, thinks no one else is playing it, so then they stop <laughs> releasing them physical. Pretty much. Uh, the game looks great. It, it's it looks really good. I mean, some parts of it were pretty choppy, but it, it's a Yakuza game, so expect beating the shot of other Yakuza members in uh in the most bloodiest fashion ever. Is is the story is the story like like it, does it does it go from game to game? It does. It carries on. Yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's not like Grand Theft Auto. Be, this one's supposed to be like some of the main characters from the yeah. games as they were coming up, which is why yeah. it's zero. Yeah. So gotcha. so usually what they do in every Yakuza game, they always do a recap of what's happened on the previous game. I don't know about this one. This one I asked and he didn't. The guy rep didn't really know, so I was like, okay, cool. Uh, mm. So in this one, oh, this, this um, takes place that, um... in the '80s, so it's a very '80s uh, feel. So you get to see a lot of like weird punk bands, and you get to help them. There's always that typical you got to help a civilian or help you know side mission stuff. Because uh, that's what the get... yakuza is known for: helping citizens yeah. on the street, helping <laughs> citizens, yeah, helping citizens and fucking them up. That's what it's all about. Uh, so yeah, it looks good. Uh, I got to play the demo. It was I think it was like 20 minutes? I think uh, at the Sony booth. Um, Dude, I bolted enough, after five, but I'll tell you why afterwards. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I mean, if you got through all the stupid bullshit side stories, uh, I, I like the fighting system, so it's pretty brutal. Okay, but uh, that's me. Yeah. Yeah, and like on my side of it, like if you've never played one of these games, it's essentially part open world. It's somewhat reminiscent of Shenmue to an extent, yeah. and I've seen a lot of people compare it to that because it's, it's an open world to a degree, but it's not like GTA levels. It's like a small community kind of yeah, yeah. and you just traverse that and like the game has day, uh, in-game day night cycles where businesses and areas are open and people are around certain areas at certain times so it's that kind of thing but the thing that makes it different from say a Shenmue is that it's mostly a beat 'em up so it's like you'll mm-hmm. just be walking down the street and then all of a sudden if you come if you run into a group of rival yakuza members all of a sudden the game just switches to 3D beat 'em up mode and you start grabbing chairs and beating the crap out of people with whatever you could find or just using martial arts and that kind of thing. But even though either the the main Yakuza story is relatively serious, the thing that's always made that series stand out is how silly and self-aware it is from, like, the side missions. And the reason why I only played it for a little while is because the demo had a lot of different side missions you could play, and the guy in front of me accidentally started up a dating sim side mission. Oh, yes! There's, like, this... They're, like, the guy you're playing with is this, like, really mean-looking guy with an eye patch. Yeah. And the side mission was some girl said, oh, I promised I promised my dad I would introduce him to my boyfriend, but I don't have one, so would you mind pretending to be my boyfriend? And then so there's this whole, like, ten-minute cutscene 
where you have to pick different choices and you're sitting at this restaurant with your eye patch and she's like, oh, this is my boyfriend. He's a dentist. And he's like, you could say, I'm not, I'm not a dentist. What are you talking about? I'm a Yakuza member. And then the dad gets mad and he's like, what? How could you be dating a Yakuza person and all this stuff? And it's just really, really silly. And like, by the time that the story ended, she goes to the bathroom and then the dad's like, look, I know that you're not really her boyfriend, but I appreciate you trying to help her out. And then, and then after the mission's over, she leaves and thanks you for helping her after her and her dad come to an understanding. And then he goes, wait, don't leave. You should really date her. You're such a great guy. And then, and then the daughter's like, what are you talking about? It was just this really, really weird stuff. And so, like, my demo was short because I beat up people for five minutes and then accidentally bumped into her and restarted that whole thing. So I was like, look, <laughs> I, told the de- I told the demo guy, look, I just watched this whole thing. Can you just give me my stamp so I could get my free hat? <laughs> because either that, either you say I played too little of it to get it, or I stand here and for 15 minutes watching this thing that you just saw me watch someone else do. And he's like, okay, whatever. But I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's so weird. I just want to say, like, I'm proud of you for that because sometimes you seem like kind of a timid person. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I'm I'm proud of you. No, I mean, it depends on the situation. I I told you I almost got no fight last week. (laughs) No, but yeah, it's really it's a really good game. Like other people whose demos I watched, there was like a disco mini game that other people were playing. Yeah, where the other the other character you could play as was doing like a rhythm game thing where he was showing off his disco moves to like gain favor <laughs> with everyone in the club. So because that's what Yakuza's do, dude. Come on, obviously. With it. Red Steel obviously. lied to me. Red Steel taught me. <laughs> Red that, Steel. Red Steel oh, that was that a game. Just stand in stand in front of you and wait for you to slice them to death. And instead, that, they really just go dancing. Yeah, that was a game. A good one wow. too. The second one, first one, not so much. But anyway. Enough of that. We should move on to King of Fighters, yes? Yeah, uh, let's do that. KOF. Uh, I play KOF. Oh, you go, you go, Josh. You go, you go. um, I picked it up, played it. It is everything that they promised it's going to be, which means it's a lot less complicated than the previous Mm -hmm. two, which... Super easy. Super, super easy. I mean, I've been, I've been, I've played, I played King of Fighters since the very first one in 1994. So what, 20, Jesus Christ, 22 years ago. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) that debilitating, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Dude, it's, it's crazy to think about, but those, and I loved the previous ones, but they did, they had all these new mechanics that felt like they revolved more on luck than anything. Yeah. And this one, this one definitely feels like in one sense that it's going back to basics. It's in, and we've talked about how the graphics look bad. And honestly, while playing it, they look worse than they do in the trailer. They look re- like the mm-hmm. PS2 levels, like mid-generation mm-hmm. PS2 level visuals. Yeah. But in exchange, we're getting some really fast, fluid uh, fighting, which it's very, like I said, it's very simple, but it's a modernized <clears throat> version of like a simple yeah. fighting game. So there's new mechanics that you would wait, expect wait, what to is- see. What is that? Oh, I guess you're just about to explain it. I was like, what does that mean? Like, and more like with Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 5, Blaze Blue, and like some more recent games in the last five years or so, um, there's certain mechanics that have become popular, like being able to say, for example, wall bounce people, which is where you, certain moves will knock people against the edge of the screen and they'll like bounce off the wall so you can continue another combo and that kind of stuff. And like every character has moves like that. They have like a stronger form that they can take that boosts the power of their moves and gives them like a unique super move that they can only do in that state. They have um, ways that you can, if you like do a move and then before that move is over, you do the motion for your super move. You can like cancel the 
like one move into the others for like longer combos and more damaging ones. So like I'm really I was really excited for it. And now that I've kind of scratched the surface a little bit, I'm really, really anxious to get the final one and really dive into how much these new mechanics play into like the simple basic gameplay that's carried it since 1994, essentially. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with Josh. I'm really excited to play King of Fighters just because it's uh, they went back to the basics and it's just very simple and it's it's polished. The UI is really simple and clean. It's, uh, you know, it's it's. It's really approachable. It's not like so unapproachable. When I'm, I'm so off topic. I'm so sorry. Okay. I'm so sorry. But whenever I hear the phrase "simple and clean," all I can think of is uh, Yutada Hikaru from Kingdom Hearts. We'll talk about Anyways, that later. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that one later. <laughs> that's a that's a uh, good song. Biggest sell point to this game is that there's over. I think there's 50 characters. Am I right, Josh? Am I am I, am I off? Some something like that. Something like I mean, that. the demo looked like it had about the demo looked like it had about either. 24 or yeah. 20, between 24 and 30 I would say from the demo. Yeah, I I think that was the biggest sell point for the game that it was going to have like a big 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 roster and uh I think it's unlocked. I don't know. I remember seeing that trailer. I'm like, "Oh, it says 50 characters." I was like, "Are there 50 characters in King of Fighters?" And then I went back. I was like, "Oh yeah, there is. Shit, there's all shit little characters in King of Fighters." So, if that is what yeah, they're pro- promoting then I'm all for it. <laughs> Yeah, because the big thing about King of Fighters has always been that it's been teams of three. Mm-hmm. So, like by by that by the nature of that setup, uh, like every character is paired up with two other characters, and you can you can mix and match to make whatever custom teams you want. But story wise, every character is paired with two others, so it's like it's like every character is essentially a multiple of three. So that yeah. you end up with a huge roster like that, and every character is so varied and usually balanced. So it's actually a testament to how well. Um, SNK makes these games. Yep. Uh, Shantae, which I didn't even know there was a new Shantae game coming out. Yeah, it's the one from Kickstarter. Yeah. I thought that already came out. (laughs) It's Kickstarter. It's It's never coming out. What was the one that was on the Wii U? Uh, Pirate's Curse. That was the 3DS one first. And then they got ported to everything else. Oh. Huh. I shouldn't be the host of this show, should I? You should have came. But then, in who else end. would who else would cut in with inappropriate comments? Yeah, who's gonna say stuff like build that wall or, you know, be a what is it a, a brony? We need a brony or call, who loves or, Trump. Or Come calling, on, or, you're the perfect or calling person. Lucky Chloe, or calling Lucky Chloe a cam girl just because she's wearing cat ears. Oh. I said cat girl. No, I didn't. No, you didn't. Lucky <laughs> Chloe. That's the name. I gotta look up Rule Thirty Four for but, it right uh, now. Thank you, Lucky Chloe. There it is. But uh, Shantae looks good. Uh, it's been in the works for quite some time. I think it's about two or three years in so far. The demos so were pretty solid. Oh, there's a cosplayer of her. <laughs> uh, back to Shantae. Uh, looks <laughs> what good. did you do, Josh? What did you do? What did I do? Uh, this is all you. This is this is um, Harada's fault. Accurate. So Shantae looks good. Um <laughs> uh, can't Ooh. wait. Uh, I love the Shantae game since the Game Boy Color version of it. So I'm super yes. hyped. You, didn't, you, didn't you have a cartridge of that? And my buddy, uh, who, me? No, I rented it off a yeah. video store because it said Capcom on it, and I thought it was a cool fighting game, and then uh, it wasn't. <laughs> it was cool, though. Wasn't it, like, wasn't it the last ho- high-profile game released for the Game Boy Color? Yeah, pretty much. Like, the Game like, Boy oh, Advance cool. is already about like, a year or so old when it came out. Something I like, like I like, that. I like I rented like a shitload of Monster Rancher games before I even picked up Shantae. I was like, oh, I'll pick up Shantae now. But it looks good. 
Uh, my my buddy James Montagna. Shout outs to my boy James Montagna, who's the director of this game. Shout outs. Uh, it's looking good. Uh, I know that Mariel Cartwright, who did the, I think she did the character designs for Skullgirl. She did the drone. She did the, some of the characters and some of the. She AI. um she also does a lot of art for Mega, Mega 64. 64. I know, yeah. So uh, yeah, so most def is a game that everyone should keep on a radar. Uh, it's probably not gonna be out for another couple months uh i backed it up so i haven't haven't seen a newsletter in a while but seems like it's it's going it's it's trucking along uh so i'm yeah. I'm, I'm super hyped i'm just surprised yeah. exceeds the publisher which is weird uh, yeah Exceed? i had no idea that it was going to be exceed until uh, i saw me it neither. At the booth. me neither me neither i was off because I, I mean they've been they've been self yeah they've been self-publishing a lot of their stuff yeah. lately so that was really surprising which but it's not a bad thing at all because exceed's been really good yeah didn't um, they just change their name though no no uh, not no. that i know of me neither. Unless you're thinking of Marvelous, which is like their in-house developer, but they that's mm-hmm. always been the name. Ah, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I don't have much to add to it. If you've played a Shantae game before, it's essentially more of the same but better. More of the same but better. It mm-hmm. like it's going back to the genie mechanic. So if you played Pirate's Curse, where she lost her powers and it was replaced with like a Metroid-style item system, where you found new weapons that gave her new abilities. That's removed, and is, they're bringing back the ability to transform into animals. Oh my god, my phone is yelling at me! Holy shit! Okay, <laughs> but yeah. why did the podcast start playing? What? <laughs> that is creepy. Thanks for oh giving, my god! Thanks for giving us another listen. Um, <laughs> thanks. It was it wasn't our podcast? It was the Jay and Dan podcast. Oh, so. f- figures. Anyway, but yeah, um, the biggest improvement that I noticed, aside from like the graph, like with so many of these Kickstarter projects, even with Bloodstained, where. Um, Mighty Number no. Nine is the worst case of it, but where Oof. the concept looked like one thing and then the game looks completely different. Um, Shantae looks almost identical to what they promised, so that's and it looks great yeah. in motion, especially in the yeah, boss fight where all yeah. the Tinker Bats are hanging off the boat. It looks hilarious. Yep. Um, but the biggest improvement gameplay wise that I noticed is that the animal powers that Shantae gets all have like hidden secret abilities that you can find. So. In some of the other ones, the animals got extra abilities that you needed to progress according to what the demo looked like and what the person who was demoing it told me. She implied that in addition to the abilities you find throughout the game, there's like going to be secret ones that make the animal forms more viable in combat, whereas in the past it's been mostly just for traversing the map. Now, did you take so, a picture with the with the Shantae cosplayer? That's my question. No, no, I didn't. Okay. Oh, okay. Did you? Uh, no comment. Yeah. Uh, Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. I am I... super hyped for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it sounds like Josh might not be too hyped for it, but I, I like, I like Monster Hunter. I got hooked on it on Monster Hunter Three Ultimate. I played Four Ultimate, and this one looks fun because I actually have people to play with, so it's actually pretty cool and. uh yeah, I mean, it would have been, I don't know, it's, the graphics have been upgraded for the new 3DS XL, but I, uh, I would have thought they would have done that with this generation version of it, but. Yeah, it looks exactly the same as 4. Yeah, it looks like 4. Yeah, that's the only thing that bugged me about it. And I was like, oh, dude, you guys didn't even, like, I would have been more, um, I would have been more open to buy the new 3DS XL if they said, you know, like, you know, graphically wise, it would look way better on the new 3DS XL, but. They didn't mention anything of that, so I'm a little, I'm a little worried about that, and which 
you know, yeah. it's like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll still get it. I mean, I pre-ordered it already and it's cheap right now on Amazon. If anybody has not got on it, it's 30 bucks on Amazon right now. That's the lowest it's gone. So oh, really? thinking about Shit, it, I got to yeah. jump on that as soon as, yeah. <laughs> as soon I, as we get I, done I, with I keep this. Get, I keep getting like emails like, oh, hey, Monster, Gen- Monster Hunter Generation just dropped three cents. And since I pre-ordered it fucking months ago when they went up, it went down to 30 bucks now. And uh, MSRP, I think right now it's at thirty nine ninety nine, so yeah, forty five dollars. So if you get if you don't get on it now, you can save ten bucks, which is not that bad. That's a good ten dollars off. That's all. That's mm-hmm. almost like retail after it's out for about six months. You know, so yeah, most definitely, much. yeah. So most definitely, if you're like, might as well pick it up now, and not regret being like, shit, I should have picked it up like when it came out. You know, but uh, right. What, what were your thoughts, Josh, on Monster Hunter? Um. My thoughts were, well, for one thing, it doesn't bother me too much that the graphics aren't different because I don't think Mm -hmm. this game was ever meant to be like a full sequel. I feel like it's essentially like a glorified expansion of four. Yeah. Um, But I mean, aside from all that, the reason why I was groaning in the beginning wasn't because I didn't Mm -hmm. like it, but because of the stupid choices that I made while playing it. So here's, here's the thing. Like whenever I'm demoing things at E3, like damn the game and damn whether or not I win or lose. I'm try I usually just try to try out the newest like features yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So because, you know, if I'm just gonna play the stuff that's from all the other games and why am I mm-hmm. playing it, I could just go home. But yeah. um so I picked the Palico, which is like a new in in lieu of picking a weapon, you can choose to play as one of the cats. Oh shout out um, to Palico. Which is a new shout fe- yeah, which is like a new feature on this one. But and I didn't know this, but well I mean I had an idea. I heard from he- different sources that it's essentially mm-hmm. like a support class. Yep. yep and yep. so I didn't realize how bad of an idea it is to pick more than one on a team. <laughs> so there was one other person, there was one other person on the team oh, who was also a Palico. Sucks. Yeah. And essentially you get a lot of trade-offs. Like the Palicos have two extra lives before they start deducting from the team's yeah, yeah, um, yeah. live pool. Cause yeah, if you yeah, haven't before Monster the mission Hunter, fails. Yeah. 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 Like it, if, if you haven't played monster hunter, if, Anybody, if any combination of the four team members die a total of three times, then it's instant game over for everybody. Instant game over, yeah. Yeah. But then the Palicos have, like, two extra lives before they start taking from that pool. So Mm -hmm. that's one Mm -hmm. positive trade-off. They have infinite stamina, so you never have to worry about being unable to either dodge or run away. Um, And they have special abilities that the human characters don't have that they can essentially use as much as they want except like the really good abilities like to be able to heal or raise attack power or yeah pull, yeah, are... pull barrel bombs out of thin air those you have to pay like um uh from a super meter that they have exclusively and they build up the super meter by attacking enemies so i mean that's all the positives now the negatives is that their weapon is insanely weak so there's oh, like yeah, very little course. there's very little yeah. point to try to even Come bother on, hitting healer... the big monsters yeah healers always have the shitty weapons dude always yeah but then even the even the healer classes and the support classes in monster hunter before this were at least like the hunting horn yeah at least do a lot of damage yeah like whereas the palicos are completely almost completely useless Mm -hmm. if when you're fighting a big monster um they like that's really the worst of it because since our team had two palicos it was essentially a two-player fight with um fighting a monster that had like four play uh, four player scaling because we had four humans playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's a really interesting take. And, you know, the Palicos have been so popular that I'm glad that they're playable. But I'm keep too. in mind that if you're expecting to go in and like 
guns you blazing, tear the house yeah. down. Yeah, it's not, not gonna work. <laughs> not gonna happen because they're 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 as close to a peer support class as Monster Hunter's mm-hmm, ever mm-hmm, had. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, oh shit, where's the outline? All right, now the one I was looking forward to because this is the only thing for me that I've played: <laughs> Resident Evil Seven. And holy fuck, this this was probably like my favorite announcement from my favorite press conference of E3. Um, whoever came up with making the the VII part of the Resident Evil like logo is probably like getting all the bonuses, getting all the champagne, all all the you know. Konami hose like uh, all up on uh, his. I don't know if that's the case. I just felt like they... Konami fuck Capcom. Ah! I, I felt like they just looked at Final Fantasy's, you know, the V and the I, I and they just went, oh yeah, we should just copy that. That that's gonna work, and that's what happened. Well, well, it, was, yeah, they, it wasn't they, that creative, Shane. Probably it, they literally. You just... looked at the logo. It R E S I D E N T E V I I. That didn't take. I didn't even notice that really. Yeah. yeah, you didn't see the logo? They they like I saw it, lo- but I didn't notice in the way that you're saying it. So the word Resident Evil was in gray font, but then the V, the I, and the vertical part of the L were bright orange. Right. So it looked like it was cool. I liked it. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> we believe you, Shane. We do. Yeah. Um uh I'm gonna run this one because I actually played it, so you guys talked for like an hour. Which is weird because normally I ramble. Um, what are you uh, talking about? You're talking about Lucky Chloe. Um, I'm I'm Lucky Chloe in it right now. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I had a lot of iced coffee today. I've got a sunburn. It's been a long day. I haven't been drinking. It's rough. Um, so I the the demo came out for PlayStation Plus. When I heard about it, I actually was like, I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna go finally turn in my Uncharted Four copy. Got a three month card for PlayStation Plus. Came home, downloaded it, played it. The demo was like 20 minutes long. Blue PT out of the water. Resident Evil 7 is the fucking shit game of the year 2016, hands down. But I'm it's not coming it right until now. 2017. Yeah, dude. 2017. Demo of the year 2016, game of the year 2017. <laughs> um, HD remake 2018 of the year. Are you sure that they're um, going to wait that long? <laughs> also, Probably if you not. want more zombies in your in your game, you're gonna have to buy a DLC for it. Actually, no, the there's, DLC is already in the disc, is then it's locked. You just need the password for it. So there you go. yeah, well, there's there's um there's no zombies in this game. I know it's it's supposed to be paranormal, which is really interesting. Uh, I feel like they just copied the PT demo, but made it so much better. Um, the the mechanics really fun. The gameplay, like the like the actual like walking around, it felt really good. I was stressed out the whole time like peeking around corners um there's a there's a part where you go upstairs and there's mannequins legitimately scared the shit out of me um and the ending of the demo like which really one? like yeah there's what do you mean which one there's multiple endings for this demo there's multiple endings people are still finding what? them we don't know if we found yeah. if the community doesn't know if they found all of them but they there's yeah. like four so far yeah Whoa. apparently from what i heard there's eight different endings for it or seven, one of those two. How how do you how do you do? The funny mm-hmm. thing okay, so, is, so, I almost stumbled upon like the the pathway to the group of extra endings, and I couldn't find the item in the room that you're supposed to find it in. So it pissed me off when I found out about it reading it later, and I was like, I was right there. How the fuck didn't I find it? Should should we talk about it? Because th- that's got me. Or should we just? No, you know, well, spoilers. No, yeah, let's not talk about it too much. Yeah, both yeah, because yeah. spoilers and both because you know we're it's E3, but. We could talk about yeah. Resident Evil more in detail later on. 
absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, 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 I'm sold. I'm fucking on the hype train. Yeah. What do you guys think? I'm ridiculously conflicted on this one because everything you said is right. It's fantastic. It looks great. It's scary as hell. Most scared, more, I probably was more scared during that demo of Resident Evil than I've been scared throughout the rest of the entire series, even back when it was horror. And yet, yeah. I can't get terribly enthusiastic about it because this isn't Resident Evil. It's like, yeah. it's like what I was talking about with Zelda earlier when you're rebooting, like when you're revamping or making a sequel that you want to be more ambitious, there's a fine line between making it feel familiar enough to be to like carry the series forward while being different enough to feel like a worthwhile sequel whereas this and like you said yourself shane this literally feels like someone at capcom was just like fuck people love pt konami gave up on it let's make our own pt and call it resident evil and no you know what? that's uh, just funny but i think huh. what happened was that they already they saw pt this was when pt came out you know i think i, I think that was around the time i think that's when they were like yeah we're gonna start working on a real Resident Evil game, and how much you want to bet? How much you want to bet? This game was not even a Resident Evil game. This was something else completely. And I bet last minute someone once said, "Well, we haven't made a Resident Evil game." Hey, what about that 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 weird tech demo we showed off for some of the you know for some of the the, the like the stock people and all and, you know all their all their people that fucking put money into Capcom? They probably just the board members. I'm quite sure they just went, oh, yeah, this is the new Resident Evil. They just slapped on it. I'm, I'm quite sure that's what happened. It happens all yeah. the time in the game industry. It's a, it, it wasn't even a Resident Evil game. It was something else they were working on. It just like Don't, Devil May Cry. That was supposed to be a Resident Evil game. And they were like, nah, we'll just fuck it. It's its own game. It's Devil May Cry. You know? I, I think that's yeah. how wait, it Wait, wait. Devil, Devil May Cry was supposed to be a, a yeah, Resident Evil Devil game? Devil May Cry yeah. was essentially, was originally a mock-up for Resident Evil 4. Mm-hmm. And it was so different, they decided to just make it a different game. Mm-hmm. The the fucking like third person Dante hack and slash game? Yeah, yeah. What the? F- who the? And like huh. that, Resident Evil Four is actually a really interesting story because it went through a billion revisions before they finally yeah. went. Like, and that's the thing too. It's like if this game took the approach of the like original Resident Evil Four that they moved forward with before they ended up completely scrapping it. If uh, if either of you remember this, the original. I, I obviously don't. Like after the Devil May Cry, but before the actual Resident Evil Four mock-up um the game was only going to have one enemy through the whole thing mm-hmm. and you were going to play as leon like trapped in a haunted house like an and airplane there was haunted ghost- house i think yeah and then there was this ghost that mm-hmm. followed him through the whole game and yeah. that was the only enemy in the game it was re- revolving more around cerebral scares but it still featured leon it's still tied into the story of the rest of the series and sounds all of like that. alien isolation yeah some uh, pretty much whereas this one is similar in the sense that it's more cerebral, which I applaud because they were getting really out of control with the monsters and the zombies and the action elements. But there's nothing in this game that implies that it's going to have anything to do with the rest of the series. And it's such a crazy departure. Like, even some of the interviews that have come out since the demo was released by the developers, they're saying that none of the old characters are going to appear. There's not going to be any relation to the T-virus or G-virus. There's not going to be any shooting at all because they want you to feel like an everyman who's trapped in this situation. And I'm for the game focusing less on action. I'm not for it throwing everything that was associated with Resident Evil out the window. And I'm afraid oh. that that's the direction that they're going in. Um, I, I see I'm torn because everybody was like this when RE4 came out, they're like, this isn't Resident Evil. It's over the shoulder. It's, you know, running gun. Like, 
what's the deal? But it was personally the best Resident Evil I played. I, I, actually, um, I agree with that. And so we, right now, we, we don't know what Resident Evil 7 is. Um, it could, who knows, at one point, because in the demo you play a cameraman who's part of a show that's um, uh, like, uh, like a ghost hunter show. Who knows? Maybe you go to the original mansion or something like that. Uh, like, like it could be in the universe. Let's just say or it's it, Resident Evil Seven is based off sci-fi's Ghost Adventure, Travel Channel. Sorry, Travel Channel's Ghost Adventure. Go check it out, guys. It's gonna be good. Uh, all right. Um. So we are over an hour at this point. Do you guys want to just cut it right now, or do we want to keep going? Josh wants to go through. These, I, I say we get through the. Well, I don't know. Fuck it. I don't know because we have a lot to talk about. I feel like let's if we split going. it in two, maybe the first yeah. one should just be what we played, and then the second one can be the rest of it. All right. Let's let's do it. Bloodstain. Castlevania like with a girl kicks. You kick stuff instead of whipping it. It actually made me. It came off a lot like Order of Ecclesia. I was about to say um, that too. Yeah, yeah. Like you get new powers from absorbing. Well, in this game, it's like crystals that stab mm-hmm. her through the chest, but it's really similar to the runes that were in that game. Um, her abilities are based off of whatever weapons you find, and other than that, it even the map looks almost identical to the Castlevania map. So I mean. Yep. You're basically getting I, uh, what you expect a Castlevania game. Just want you to, different. Death. That's what to I want. Take a look at the Skype chat real quick. Yeah. There you go. Oh god. <laughs> Damn it. Shane. Damn it, dude. You always have to ruin it. Somehow you always ruin it. God damn it. Uh, this is why he's the host. Yeah. Uh, 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 oh, god damn it. But seems good. I liked it. I played about 30 minutes of it. It was cool. It, uh, I was talking, actually, Igarashi was there, so I was able, his translator was there too, so I was telling him how much I was really excited for the game, uh, and kind of just telling him I was, I was like super hyped. I was a Kickstarter, so yeah, I mean, I'm getting what I always wanted, which Konami could not fucking do for the past fucking, what, seven years or shit? So somebody fucking did it, so I'm, I'm hyped for it. That's what I want. I want a Castlevania. I mean, hey, Kojima gave us those shitty 3D ones. Oh, that's those were unbearable. But uh, yeah, I'm glad we're back to the 2D. Um, 2D, 3D is cool with me. I'm down. Uh, we'll see where it goes. So I'm hype. I'm hi, baby. Yo, uh, COD Four. You got a chance to yes. play it. I got to. I got a chance to play it behind closed doors. Uh, man, let me tell you guys. Uh, I like Modern Warfare. I think that's been. Oh man, it's like my favorite series, I think. But Modern up to Modern Warfare three, I think it's my favorite. But if you were to, I, I can't believe that they did such a good job remastering this whole game. It's not even like graphical improvement. They like literally, like just made it look way better. And some scenes look way better. They like, remaster some of the scenes. Uh, man, if 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 this game could have just came out on its own and made probably triple the money, but uh, you know, it's coming tagged along with. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, which, by the way, it's not that bad. Uh, it, it looks okay, it looks decent, but I would really appreciate that they've put Modern Warfare on the side instead of trying to buy fucking Infinite Warfare. But it looks great, graphically-wise. Uh, they showed us a little bit about the multiplayer. That was fucking cool. It played smooth. Uh, yeah, uh, get hype. If you're into Modern Warfare, you know, Call of Duty for Modern Warfare... You should totally pick the shit up. Like, fuck Infinite Warfare. Go resell that shit and keep Modern Warfare. Just, that's all you're going to need. That's all you're going to play. 
So, no, and I just I do I do want to say the the uh, Infinity Infinite Warfare from fucking um uh from uh the PS4 uh, PlayStation um press conference mm-hmm. looked really good. Like the, I'm yeah, I'm the, in yeah. the vehicular it, combat looks amazing in it. Yeah, it, it's really so. We got so before we got to try uh, Call of Duty for Modern Warfare, we got a chance to see a some. Well, of course, we didn't play it. It was somebody playing Infinite Warfare. We got to see a little bit more of extended from what you guys saw from the press conference from Microsoft. So what we saw was a little bit beyond um, kind of the spaceship, but they were just showing us kind of what you could do in certain situations with the hook and all that stuff. Like the battles apparently are going to be kind of like in and out of spaceships. So it's a very, I don't know if it's, if it's a good thing or not, but there's going to, somebody asked if there was going to be any, you know, any, if, if we're going to be any, by any chance where we're going to be on earth to fight anything. He said, yeah, but they were just showing kind of the mechanics in space and it looks really cool. I, 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 I'm not saying that I'm high up. I'm keep, I'm being I'm very I'm being very skeptical about it because that's what everybody said about Ghost and Ghost. You know, it, everybody's like, "Oh, Ghost is good." Like, you know, Call of Duty Ghost looks good, and, and they play like shit. You know, so I'm holding off. Uh, I will get it, and now I'm more convinced to get it just to get Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare. So, ah, yeah, see, yeah. And they they knew it. Yeah, they knew they, it. They, oh, they, they, know, they know. They knew it. Yeah, they knew it. It's like and the but the video that I saw for Infinite Warfare it transitioned from on earth to space in the same mm-hmm. mission and it looked the way they pulled it off looked incredible. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm not the hugest call of duty fan, but yeah, I, mean, yeah. I was actually impressed by it. Yep. And then, uh, lastly, uh, Pac-Man 256. I have no idea what this okay, is. So Pac-Man 256 is, was created and done by the same people that did, uh, Crossy roads. You guys are not familiar with Crossy roads. It's a mobile app game where you're a little chicken. You start off as a chicken. Oh yeah, Derek fucking talked for like like forty five minutes okay. uh, about that. I, on won't, one episode. I won't talk about forty five minutes of it, but they made a Pac Man version, which is kind of it's kind of like how far you can go kind of game. Uh, but you're so the reference to Pac Man two fifty six is that in the original Pac Man uh, arcade, once you reach level two fifty six, is where the glitches of the game start appearing via in game, and the glitches actually kill you in the in game. But so when they made mm-hmm. Pac Man two fifty six. It's uh, it's beautifully well done. If you guys haven't checked it out, totally check it out. It's free to download on Android and iOS devices. But they made a multiplayer version uh, that is almost like a party game, which is pretty cool. You don't have to play people online. You can actually have four controllers for any of your systems, and you can play this cool who-can-get-the-farthest kind of game. And uh, it looks cool. And I, I, from what I heard, I think it's going to be like 10 bucks. So it's not that bad. So go check it out. Hmm. Uh, Josh, did you play Pac-Man 256? Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, all right. So, yeah, uh, that's going to be part one of our E3 spech. Um, uh, so, I guess we'll just see you back here next episode. All right. Uh, I, I don't have a closer for a two-parter. Bye, everybody. You, you know, no, you can just put uh, John Cena speaking Mandarin. There you go. That's your closer. All right. That's... Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Shishi, 
Uh, Eden Guan Yu WWE.